afternoon and thank you for joining the podcast. Today I have two very special guests. Sometimes things just work out. A few weeks ago I had Leanna McElpring on the program and she was fabulous, the AP at Shirley Barber. And I had absolutely no idea that her sister and her partner listened to the podcast as well. And magically, they were kind enough to give me a shout out on Instagram. They are better known as Happily Ever Elementary, but they go by the real names of L'Oreal and Steph. Ladies, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate the way this all worked out, and I appreciate your time. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, we feel super lucky. My sister only spoke nice things about you. And so when we listened to the podcast, I had to shout it out because it was super incredible to listen to two educated teachers and leaders in our district talking about things that matter. Well, thank you. Like the whole idea of the podcast is to basically get get some ideas out there, perspective. Um, you, I'm going to get to this in, in, a, in a little bit, but you know, you two have been on the cutting edge of things for a while and I try to be, but I think, um, I think, you know, when you can get two people or three in our case talking about education, especially in Clark County, perhaps people will listen and want to make some positive changes. That's really the goal for it. Um, so yeah, Leanna was great. And then of course you, you both are going to, um, share some nuggets of wisdom. I have to know, I know your story a little bit and I'm sure you share it all the time, but like, when did you look at each other and think happily ever elementary? Okay. So first and foremost, L'Oreal and I go back to high school days and shortly after we met, L'Oreal was like ready to go convincing me to become a teacher because my background is musical theater. And so once L'Oreal did an incredible job of convincing me of that, um, I was a couple of years behind her in college. And once I joined her at um, actually and Leanna at um, Wallen Elementary, um, we started working together and there were so many ideas shared between the two of us and our friendship. And we we're so passionate. We didn't have kids at the time. So we always said like teaching was our profession and our hobby. Um, and we were just constantly looking for the next thing. And Instagram had started shortly before that. And we were obsessed with some of the teachers we had happened upon. And we were like, why not us? Like, why don't we share our ideas and start an Instagram together? And at first it was a little bit of pulling teeth with L'Oreal just because um, she thinks things through so much and I'm like just ready to like, you know, take the leap. And um, so I was trying to convince her for a little bit and was coming up with these ridiculous account names and everyone had like a tagline. And so it used to be on there. It's not on our account anymore, but happily ever elementary is what we landed on mm -hmm. because we believe in making environments that feel like Disneyland and giving teachers and kids a happily ever, you know, after at school. Um, and our tagline was making classroom dreams come true. And so once we kind of felt confident enough to take that leap, we have not looked back. So we've had that account for maybe eight years and it's grown obviously, but it really just started with like the desire to constantly better ourselves as teachers and to make it a collaborative conversation, just like what you're doing with this podcast. Yeah. Like you make a good point. What you said there at the end was it started with a desire to make ourselves better. Yeah. And I think that's really what our goal is, is to just help people think and show them ways to maybe look at a different angle and become better at mm -hmm. what they do, which you just kind of, you just kind of pushed me right into a question. Why, why are some teachers not like you? And what I mean by that is, do you feel like, or do you see around the district of the world? I mean, you're, you're fairly Insta famous. Do you see teachers who just don't want to get better or are unwilling to take your ideas and maybe create their own thing? Yes, of course we do. Um, I think we knew we were a little different from the beginning. Um, we would consider ourselves very extra and that's not for everyone. And that's not every, everyone can't produce the same things we do because it comes very natural to us. And I think having the platform, we have really tried to make things very easy for people to recreate um, and to give them the option to recreate. If you like this bulletin board, you can do it too. We'll show you how. Um, that's free learning that we can give. But if you don't and you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, we're lucky to work in a very a great school that has a lot of educators that are on fire for learning. And we feel lucky. We see that at your school too. You have some teachers that are very incredible and they're all hands on deck, but we have been at schools and we have been around teachers where that passion and the extra component that we bring to the table isn't always there. And 
we can't blame them because we get it. We're in a thankless job sometimes where it doesn't feel like all of this is worth it. But we always think of the bigger picture of who is this benefiting? Does this excite us? Do we enjoy it? And at the end of the day, we do. So that's why we do it. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. And I think one of the struggles that I have is motivating people to be quote unquote extra um, (laughs) and to do more things. And I think, so what you're saying is that you just, that's just who you are. Um, And you just, you wouldn't know how to be the other way. No. (laughs) Do you think you could ever just like, just like unplug Instagram now and just like cut it off? No. Oh my gosh, that sounds painful. (laughs) Um, That would honestly be like suppressing such a huge part of us now. Um, But I think too, when you're talking about like turning on this extra factor, our personality types are creative. So like we said, it's like a natural thing. Some teachers, like their bread and butter is data and um, less maybe about like the environment and experience. And so it kind of, I think as a school coming up with your mission statement and where are we going to put that focus um, is a constant conversation that needs to be had. I think L'Oreal and I personally value the fun and again, the experience we can provide almost like disguise the learning with memorable memory making for sure. Um, and so I think that's where, again, we care about data and love data, but, um, it's kind of where you just prioritize the focus and ours just is labeled as extra. Yeah. I I mean, it's not a fair label, honestly. Um, (laughs) you know, I struggle because for me, like I, you, I don't know. I mean, second sucks. I don't want to be second. You know, it's the first loser. And so people look at it as like extra. No, we just, have a different set of expectations, I believe. And some people don't like that. And I, I struggle with that. I don't understand why anybody would sign up to just be average. We agree. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So uh, Maddie McConnell teaches at my school and she was a specialist last year. And about October, she knew she did not want to be a specialist anymore. She was a third grade teacher. She went to STEM after Sarah DeLuey left. Um, and then October, she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. You all came from kinder and first grade. Have you loved the change to being a specialist? Because it's different than having your own class. We have loved it so much. And I think for a variety of reasons, our hearts are definitely primary um, minded. We still have a really big soft spot and maybe a little bit of a void from having our own classes that we can really pour into. Um, however, the change came when it needed to in our lives. Um, L'Oreal has shared this before. We're really open about our own like mental health journeys as teachers, because obviously that's a huge topic right now with teaching. Um, And I was going through some postpartum depression during COVID. I had just had my first child and then the world shut down. And L'Oreal called on my behalf to see if we could split our contract. And that was not going to be an art. It was going to be in any position that our our principal was okay with. And it just happened to be an art, which felt one really- Yeah, that's perfect for you. Right. If perfect- for us, perfect for planning when it comes to teachers that are splitting a contract and job sharing. Um, but it ended up having these benefits such as us having our students again, students that we had said goodbye to, and now we're teaching again. And it's been so amazing to witness their growth in the upper grades. And then also the fact that um, we have a little bit more work-life balance just in the sense that we can lean on each other and what we plan for art, once it's done, it's done. It's not, there's not as much differentiation required. Like every day in kinder and first, we were constantly having to go back to the drawing board because we're reassessing, reassessing, which means we are reevaluating, replanning, um, and we're constantly on our toes. We have found some peace of mind in the sense that we've planned this great art lesson. We're going to enjoy it with all these grade levels. And um, it's just allowed us to kind of enjoy it a little bit more because there isn't the pressure of every single subject. We miss it at times, but it definitely has its perks in getting to just hone in on only art. Mm -hmm. You can elaborate on that, L'Oreal, if there's things I miss. Yeah, I think that we are in the honeymoon phase for sure. This is year three of being out of the classroom, and I don't see us ever going back as of right now. Um, We find so much joy in what we're doing I can, there's pros and cons to being a classroom teacher versus a specialist. We see both, but where we're at in our lives right now with between both of us, five young children, 
um, one of which we get to teach in art. And now we have this new fire for the lessons. I always tell her like kinder lesson has to be the best because that's where my son is right now. <laughs> like, so every time we're like, but it's kinder, I'm like, but it's my son's lesson. Yeah. Um, I think that we've just found so much joy. Um, so I don't see us going back anytime soon. And we have a really great specialist team. We do. So it feels really awesome to get to partner up and be creative again because that is a like what we identify as is creatives. Um, and it's just been nice to give back to the school in a different way. Cause for a while our reach was maybe to 20 to 30 students. Um, we're so sorry. <laughs> You're good. That's nice. We're going to show you really quick. We have our Halloween decorations and when the lights turn off, which they do regularly, um, the ghost goes off. Hold on. Let me get the lights. That, that's funny though. It's cute. The kids love it, but, um, wasn't expecting it to go off right now. That's hilarious. She put the ghost away. The lights All are right. on. So sorry. Back to it. <laughs> Do you remember what you I was about? talking about our amazing team. Sorry, is it okay. crooked now? Yeah. Um, our team is just really incredible. So it's been nice to collaborate outside of just one grade level as well. We have a reach that hits the entire student body, and that feels like such a privilege. For sure. Do you find so one of the struggles I have? I'm very, uh, I'm very trusting. Mm-hmm. I basically trust people until I can't or until I have to go help you. Do you find that you prefer more structure or more freedom? Because people who come to Thompson from a very structured environment struggle with all the freedoms that I give them. And likewise, I think people that maybe leave Thompson, they are looking for more structure. So which do you prefer and why? That's an interesting question. I think Stephanie and I absolutely thrive in an environment where we have freedom, but we can also see that other teachers don't thrive in those environments. And that is where it is hard, especially as a classroom teacher, where you see other teachers maybe taking advantage of the freedom. And you're like, well, that person needs structure, but don't put that structure on me because we will always do and show up for our kids. So that is really hard. I don't know. We just like to be free birds and we like when our leadership has trust. I think that's huge when your principal or administrators trust that you will make the right choice given any situation. Um, And we really value that with good leadership. So I think we've only experienced the freedom because we have always shown up and do what we're supposed to do. But we can see that in a school that maybe allows too much freedom, you can see teachers take advantage of that kindness. And that's where it's really hard because. No one should take advantage of it because it's such a privilege to have. Yeah. So when you look at CCSD, ladies, and you know, I mean, at some point in time, your principal is going to retire. Yeah. At some point in time, you're going to have a new boss. And you're going to hope that that the new boss will allow you freedoms. But when you look around CCSD right now, it feels like they are taking all the freedoms away in many ways. So when you think about that, how grateful are you that you don't have to teach reading right now. Oh my gosh. We are extremely grateful. Just in like the less than 10 years that we taught in the gen ed classrooms, we had several programs pushed on us. And mind you, we've always been in environments where we don't have to teach with fidelity. And like L'Oreal said, we've been trusted. Um, we were both leads in first grade and kinder. So we did get to make a lot of decisions for our students and in areas that we were looking for what is best for them. And it wasn't it wasn't often a program. Um, but it is hard we feel so bad not being in the trenches with our gen ed coworkers. And we do feel very grateful and we feel relief because those things from our district aren't impacting us in the same way. They are going to impact our children. So we are, we are really quick to jump in where we can and be like, how can we support you? How can, what materials do you need? Um, Is there any way that as specialists we can take the freedom that we have or maybe the leniency in our curriculum and support you guys in any ways we can collaborate over. But um, it would be really hard if we had to tailor our, our, again, um, content-based instruction around what is being enforced. Um, So I think, I don't know if you agree with this or not. I think it's all about control. mm -hmm. People want to control the people that they're over. And I think it's really hard to let people just go do what you two do because you might, I I mean, not that you would, but what if you do something that is a little bit um, um, controversial or, you know, something. So you, you know, 
it's hard to let people go just post. I mean, you guys post so much. Um, do you find, have you ever felt like you were like stifled on what you could post or have you just ever been trusted? Like you've always been able to do what you wanted to do. Have you ever worried about getting in trouble for what you've done, what you've posted? Um, it's, it's interesting because our audience is very separate from like our job here in the district we feel because we're reaching so many across the, yes. the, the world, to be honest. Yes. And so sometimes we do oftentimes talk about what we're posting. We pretty much stay in our lane. We have a niche. So whenever we recommend people to start a page or if they want to do this, you really have to hone in on a focus. You can't just be all over the place. You have right. to really have your what people look to you for. So people look to us for, we do classroom renovations, we do bulletin board kits, we make things on Teachers Pay Teachers, we share free ideas, tips and tricks. So that's what they're coming to us for. If we ever want to go outside of our niche, we'll talk through things. We really like to make sure we're looking at all perspectives, make sure it's not going to be received in in a way that we didn't intend for. Mm -hmm. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. Um, I think that we, having two minds working together, often will bring different sides. You know, and, and social media is not a perfect place. So sometimes we do get negative feedback or we do get comments that are yeah. unkind and we're putting ourselves out there. We know what we're setting ourselves up for. And, and we can anticipate a lot of yeah. the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we know that our experience is unique. Um, and so there are always people right now, I feel like in social media, trying to one up the suffering. And so like, it's like, if yeah. we're a positive thing, there are always people that are like, well, must be nice to have a bulletin board <laughs> or must be nice to get to put paper on the wall. And we're like, okay, well, maybe this idea wasn't for you. We're so sorry. Um, but so we are able to kind of anticipate, but like L'Oreal said, it What's really great is that we both can bring our own personal insights um, to the conversation so that we can kind of anticipate and prepare both mentally and professionally for anything like that. So you, in, in the book, it's all about perspective that I wrote. I basically said, you've, you will never change someone's mind with an argument online. Do you take on people who are the haters or do you just let them do their thing. Because I used to, um, that's really where that chapter came from. I got into, a, I got into a, a disagreement online and I just was like, I just got to get that out of my life. And I think it was a good thing. But you know, you, I mean, you have so many followers and so many people are probably jealous. They can't do what you do. Do you take them on or do you block them or do you just let it go? Because it hurts. It hurts when people, uh, I can tell, like just by looking at your faces, one of you wants to like fight and one of you probably doesn't. Okay, so I am the one that is, uh, I mean, it's not the first time. L'Oreal and I are often like simply put sweet and salty or like sweet and feisty. I am yeah. also Hispanic. So I'm like, I just feel like that label is so easily thrown out. Um, obviously, I like to say passionate or yes. honest or yes. honest, right? I feel like a lot of the times people don't like to hear certain things or they like to brush it over. So the person that does talk about it is labeled brash, right? Or like a fighter. But anyways, there's, we pick and choose a yeah. lot of things we can brush off really simply. And we don't need to acknowledge because we're like, it's not worth our time or energy. And you clearly are either misguided, did not interpret the information correctly. Maybe you're missing information and you don't understand like the intention of this post or this, you know, reel or whatever it might be. Um, however, there are a couple people that like <laughs> come for us um, in a way that I just feel like is so incredibly inappropriate, either as moms or as teachers, where I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> we're going to take a moment and we're going to fill you in and then we're just going to leave it. Like, I don't feel like it ever needs to be a conversation, but I will, L'Oreal <laughs> will know because she'll be like, I saw that comment. I was going to wait <laughs> into it. Um, and it, I'll just say things really matter of fact and just leave it for them. Like, I don't, I'm not going to check back to see if you even respond. Okay. I just need you to have the intentions that we were, you know, leaving with that post or the information you're missing. Like sometimes, again, people make assumptions about us, our schools, our husbands, our children. And it's like, if you, if you haven't been around to get the full picture of who we are and what we're about, but you're making these quick assumptions or these quick messages, I'm just going to really quickly fill you in. The funny thing is, is TikTok is kind of a scarier place. We do like recycle our content and post it on both platforms, but 
all three of our top pinned videos that have gone in someone's terms viral <clears throat> is a war amongst themselves in the comments. And it's only giving our videos yeah. more engagement. So we're like, let yeah. it go. But one of our top four videos is us doing the grand reveal of our makeover winner. We turn her and she has like a surprise. It's like a 10 second video. And it's completely authentic. It is. And we'll say it now on this podcast. It is 100% authentic. But the comment section is just all saying it's fake and that it was staged and that it's it's just hilarious to us because it's not worth <laughs> arguing because yeah. we know the truth. It's just hilarious because those are the things that get the most attention and we're like, okay. And they've already decided it's fake. Yeah. Like we yeah. don't need to convince you of it. Like the teacher who we turn around in surprise, she says like, oh my gosh. And they're like, okay, how many times did she film? Oh my gosh. And it's like <laughs> once, but like that if you're it. choosing to think that this is a rehearsed, oh my gosh, like, you know what? That's, that's you, that's your life. That's what you can believe and it's fine. So we, we yeah. like to laugh about a lot of things, but there are some times where they cross the line and it is hard to sit back and not, Say your piece. And I think that's where Stephanie pretty much will leave it. She'll probably like say one piece, get it out off her chest and feel better. And then we leave it. If they want to argue, they can go somewhere else. So you're, you're better humans than I am probably. <laughs> <laughs> because like, so I would like to argue with you because one of the things that I find joy in is trying to get people to come to my side right. through a discussion of why I'm doing things. But you're right. They've already made up their mind. Yeah. And, and you it, but it's also, so I don't know if you know much about Enneagrams. I'm sure you do. But so I'm an Enneagram too, which means like if, if I say something that hurts someone's feelings, it bugs me. Mm -hmm. Even as a principal, like, I got I to say things sometimes that hurt your feelings. But you know, at night I'm going to be like, oh gosh, I hope they're okay. <laughs> um, and so like, it's such a balance, I think, on yeah. who do you want to take on and who you don't. But, you know, how do you... How do you decide what and who is the challenge for me personally? But, but you know, you have all experienced what a lot of people wish they could in which many people, I don't know if the people realize that once you start putting your thing, your name out there or doing stuff, there's, you already have haters just because you're on a platform. Right. So I don't know. I just, I struggle with that. I don't know why people have to be so negative all the time. That's what uh, it is. It really is. It's like we said, we're in a culture right now where people want to constantly negate what they're seeing. Like, well, that only can happen because your school must pay for that. We can't tell you how many people assume that we walked into this art room and it looked just like this. Must yeah. be nice. And we're like, I mean, it wasn't nice. We put this entire room together in 24 hours and it was exhausting, <laughs> you know, and we've put our own money and time into this. And it's like, but people are showing up and deciding that we were handed this. So it's like things like that, not worth our time. You, I, you have been around our page to see us put all of this together. So it's again, not worth our time. Yeah. But. And I know like, you know, we did rock your school last week and um, Willy Wonka was amazing. And I can't help but wonder how many people were like, oh, must be nice to have time. Well, yeah. no, we were there from four to midnight and got back at four in the morning but it's not about us. It's about the environment and the kids. And I just struggle. Why are you in this profession if you're not trying to do amazing things for kids or for a school? Right. And we get there has to be limits. Like don't kill yourself. And we know you, more, more, most teachers have families, you know, and you, you need to find like a way to make it possible for you um, to achieve those types of things. And quote unquote, be extra, but there are ways to make it feasible. And like L'Oreal said, one of our missions is to bring these options to you and show you exactly how, tell you the cheapest way to do it. Um, sometimes if we're able to make it a downloadable resource so that you don't have to, you know, go through the process we did, we will do that for you. Um, but there are just some people that still aren't open to it. So like you said, why? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't either. So, Hey, let's, 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 uh, let's take a topic, which I think we're going to disagree. Okay. Ooh. You all love bulletin boards. <laughs> oh no, he's about to come for our bulletin board. That's fine. I'm all prepared. right, go ahead, Robert. Well, that's why I said like I'm, I'm picking something. I, I think you know, we can have a little back and forth on. You love bulletin boards, obviously. Um, I personally find very little ROI in them. Okay, uh, and that's just again, it's all perspective here. Why do you believe bulletin boards are so important, and what what um, what do they add to a school? Okay, I'll start, and then I'm sure you'll have some to add. <laughs> yeah, she's the feisty <laughs> one. <so. laughs> um, for us, part of our excitement of becoming teachers to get us in the door, to get her to convince, to join us, was these 
things. And I know they sound superficial to a lot, but we dreamed of getting keys to our first classroom. We dreamed of setting up an environment that students would get excited to come. We knew that the education, like the math and reading and writing, isn't what's going to excite the kids. We knew it was creating environment. That's why Disneyland is the way it is. It's what you see. It's what you smell. It's what you hear. The rides are great, but if you take all that out of it, you're just moving on a a moving car. It's not as exciting. So our bulletin boards are in the hallway. We want to create excitement and interest. We want to show off student work. We want to show off the data that's on them in a way that's going to be enticing. It's like looking at a book cover that gives you nothing. You'll never open the book. You're never going to look at the student work if it's just a piece of paper stapled to a board. You're going to look at the work if it has hanging disco balls and fluffy borders and things that bring kids in to want to look at it. And now they're looking and reading their peers' writing. So for us, it is all about our passion and our joy with them, but it also has so much more that we can argue is important just mostly to an elementary school or any school's environment. Yeah, I'm going to use a buzzword culture (laughs) right so we want to create this community and this culture where like l'oreal said not only is it going to draw them in but the kids look forward to it like we'll have done a project we'll have done all the grueling work you know the graphic organizers we have edited and done final drafts on our writing and then mind you kinder and first so make that exciting when it's like (laughs) pulling teeth and half of my kindergartners were just starting to write it was so hard and yet they knew when it went on the board they would come to school and see a whole new display around it right and we'd have already talked about what it was going to be or what the purpose of this writing was and um the kids in the hallway oh my gosh i feel like i miss it now i'm like getting emotional (laughs) when you would walk your kids out of the room for the first time that day whether it's a bathroom break or lunch or specials and you take that moment where you're like all right guys here it is you walk past the bulletin board and they have that big reaction it is so special. That is like a fuel for us. Like we, it's really hard when we work in other people's schools and we're not there for the initial reaction of students because that is a driving force. But um, to be honest, also with bulletin boards, I'm not sure if you're familiar with one of our resources, but it's our student portfolio. And we hang it on a wall where you're building on it all year long. And it's like very student centered, but it is such a beautiful way to just constantly monitor growth and to also have representation of your students. Like that is such like a fun way. Yes, it's like aesthetic. Okay, fun. We love fall. Let's bring in the fall vibes. Cool. But like at the end of the day, the kids are so excited to see the switch up. It's not stagnant. It's not clinical. Oh my gosh. When we go into a school where we're like, Who's like, is anyone here? <laughs> is anyone experiencing life in these halls? It is so clinical sometimes. Um, there's obviously a way to do it to still make it like a system and not have it be like, whoa, this is too much. This is taking away from the learning. We try and make sure of that, that we're not doing too much. <laughs> but again, it's like this excitement piece while you're also monitoring growth. And it just makes it so exciting. It packages it nicely, you know? Okay, okay. so I'll, 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 I'll give you the admin side from my perspective. If I had a school full of individuals like you who wanted to do all this stuff and found an ROI for it, then I could probably get on board. From my side, you have your bulletin board, and then what about the teacher who's next to you? <laughs> That's a good and, question. That is. And then, you know, I mean, do, do you like, does it create animosity because theirs doesn't have disco balls hanging? Or, you know, like, do you see what I'm saying? So then, or you have the teacher who has very limited talent and they don't buy your resources and they don't want to spend hours doing a bulletin board that maybe shows off some work. Or you've probably seen the bulletin boards that have like faded paper or, you know, or like the welcome to school, but it's actually like March. (laughs) uh, Stuff like that. And so it's like, it's it's, uh, one of those things where if you put the expectation out there, you didn't have to inspect it. And I don't know if it's really worth my ROI when I'm running around trying to do everything else to inspect bulletin boards. So that's just my perspective. Feel free to push back. No, I feel like um, that makes sense. We have been very lucky to work at schools where um, the bulletin board level is pretty consistent. And when we have teachers who need help, the girl next to me who's left my school, our bulletin board's touched. And I always ask, can I have that with you <laughs> and she was always like please please, please. <laughs> and so i would connect our bulletin boards and show off both kids work and, and use my passion to help her but also all teachers at our school know if they need a bulletin board 
with zero cost. We are here for them. As our jobs as art teachers, we will show up and help. So, And just to throw it out there, our bulletin board kids have borders, writing, <laughs> differentiated writing, the crafts, the, the letters. So it's kind of all-encompassing. If our teachers need anything, they don't have to even no. think twice. They'll just shoot us an email and we can support them. But I also think like for teachers, if they find that – Ugh, I don't even want to say like conflict, but because it shouldn't be negative. I but should not. That, it should kind of be like a team conversation because I know L'Oreal and I were the first to be like, well, does any, if you want this, we're here to support you because it is something that's easier for us because it's a natural thing, a natural ability. But um, I think also I had, we had teachers on our teams that weren't into it and they were confident in themselves to be like, I'm just going to put clothespins up and their work is just going to come down from the clothespins. It's not going to have these amazing letters or paper flowers. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm confident in my abilities as a teacher to just put, switch out the writing every month and that's enough. And so if you're just aware, like that teacher's confident, they're not combative. They're not upset. They're not taking anything personally. We're going to be fine this year, you know? So they should just have open communications. I know teaching can often feel competitive, which there's a good way to be competitive. Mm -hmm. Like L'Oreal knows that better than anyone. (laughs) Be competitive with yourself. Be competitive with other schools. Like you said, we'd love to always be number one, five star, all of that. But also like in your grade level specifically, but work as a team. Like we're all trying to be number one. Let's do it together. How can I support you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I struggle, um, trying to competition. You said it. So, um, you know, shameless plug. I have another book coming out with Brad Johnson in December. Uh, do you know who Brad Johnson is per chance? Uh, relationships before rigor, grace before grades. Okay. Thank you for nodding. (laughs) That's good. I'll be sure and tell Brad that he needs to go to but anyways one of the chapters basically is about competition within yourself and all you got to do is be better inside and that makes your team better for some reason i feel like many schools or many teams the competition is against each other and that creates animosity for example uh, my wife christy won a teacher of the game award many years ago and her and melissa would win awards all the time but it would create animosity amongst our team. Oh, look, they're winning another award. Rather than thinking, wow, they are doing so great in first grade. That's going to help our school overall. And I assume that you are like me and that you do not understand that mindset of competition against each other. Like I always use the Golden Knights Mm -hmm. as the example. Like Mark Stone does not care who scores the goal. They scored the goal. They won the game. And I don't know why schools cannot be like that. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, We've been in both environments. I feel like early teaching, we were in a very competitive environment where you would get recognition for doing things that were extra or maybe more innovative. And you kind of wanted to keep that treasure for yourself because if you shared it and someone else got recognition and that was your idea and it wasn't credit wasn't given. That was like hard, but I feel like we all snapped out of it. And I think it helped when we had our own families when we're like, okay, big picture here. Big picture here is we want to create a school as a whole that is good for our kids to be a part of. And once we have the perspective of our own children, not other people's children, it really did help us take a step back. Um, We're in our own lane in art. So we are just in our own space so we can do as much or as little as like we want when we have time. It doesn't for. affect anyone else. No, but in a grade level, it is hard. You have yeah. to be very close to your teammates. And we've only experienced great teamwork here at Ellis. And we're very lucky to have had that because we haven't had those issues of competitive nature um, but come I, out. I do think it actually helped. Actually, I know it helped. We opened this school. Yeah. Right. So we were part of, we are the founding fathers. <laughs> we are part of the team that got to decide like moving forward, what are we prioritizing? And here at our school, like our staff are really excellent communicators. Yeah. It has been clear how quickly people kind of get weeded out of our staff and look for different environments if they're not as open, if they just want to shut their door and do their own. Not easy now because I have four former, <laughs> former, former LS people at Thompson. So. Those were great losses. <laughs> Those were, those were like, they were great pickups on my part. No, no, no. I'm not talking about like, I'm talking like year one. Those friends were, they just left us. They could. Yeah. yeah. We're talking. Okay, about- so I understand what you're saying. Like the first year, the people that left went to find a different oh, environment. Fun story. I was supposed to get surplus. We were going to open Ellis and there was someone that truly felt like this community, this mission statement isn't for me. And they took my spot and they ended up self-surplusing and I did not get surplus because I was on year three, four when we opened Ellis. And um, 
Yeah. And it was like, it, they did not vibe with the school so much that they self surplus. So that's what we meant. Obviously there are other teachers that left us for their own reasons. And it, it's <laughs> devastating. We're not. I, we're still I, I, am, I am okay for it though. So yeah, you're, you're very well off. <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. they're, they're incredible. Um, we love you guys. <laughs> um, but anyways, I think just for us, it, it was nice opening the school because we did get to kind of make those those big um, choices of how we're going to communicate, whether it's through PLCs or like we have a group text with our grade level and stuff like that. And I think just cherishing the fact that we can learn so much from each other. Yeah. It kind of takes the competitive piece out of it. If like you said, there's a teacher that's like award after award. It's like, I want to know what you're doing. I want to learn from you. Like, do you have a second? Can I pick your brain? Right. It be like me giving you hate for you being successful. It should be me saying, oh, we have this amazing tool and resource that we can all tap into. Let's see if she's willing to run a PD at our next staff development day. You know what I mean? Is there any way what you just said you can sell? <laughs> because if you can sell it, let us know. <laughs> I know. I know. I just don't understand that. You know, it's a team game, which I was saying. What, um, what is your favorite project of all time? Oh, like in like th just a project that we've had. Whatever comes to your mind. Oh man, honestly, every time we do a new project, we literally look at each other and be like, this is our new favorite. Um, I'd say last makeover had a special place in our heart because it was our decor line created with Carson DeLosa. So not only to create a decor line that's in stores, which was huge for us, but then to put it together in a teacher's classroom was pretty special. I think our art room would be a close second because that was kind of a crazy situation with like, it was on a TV show and they're like, you have 48 hours to flip your art room, ready, go. And we poured into a space that we knew is home and we still love our art room and it's, but oh, I'd say both of those are top two. Do you have one of them that? No, I just get, I get really emotional because I'm like, we are really blessed. I think we're really quick to take any opportunity that presents itself and just to see you know, the things we've gotten to do because we have that attitude of just like, again, taking a leap, you know, when they asked us to do our first makeover, it was in, it was for a classroom. Um, we ended up doing our, our school's library, but um, it was with their already made decor line. And then that turned into us designing it. And it felt so special to be able to put our ideas and our input into something that teachers everywhere can purchase in L'Oreal's right. It was really cool to see all of the intention and time that we put into that translate into a classroom that needs to function for students. That was like, again, a, an opportunity of a lifetime and honestly an honor. And then our art room is like our home mm -hmm. and our kids, our actual kids and all of our students that we taught in kinder and first are coming through this space that we created. And it, again, it's like such a privilege. So I think we, Every project we put our, our all into. So we all, we're known for saying this, and it's really annoying, I'm sure, to people. Um, our new bulletin board, it's our new favorite. <laughs> our new mural, it's our new favorite. And it's because, like, at that time, we we're obsessed with what we're doing. And so it's like we don't look back. We're not, like, trying to recreate the, the thing that worked last year. It's like we're always trying to put our new ideas out there. We're trying to do the best we possibly can. And so everything we do, we treat like a, another child of ours and – it's just, it's really great that we've had those opportunities. Yeah. So I think one of the things that uh, probably a lot of your followers struggle with is, you've talked about a little bit earlier, is a work-life balance. And I think the halftime contract definitely helps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a full-time teacher who follows you and wants to do all of these things, that's, that's difficult yes. time-wise, which makes me think, do your husbands ever get jealous of you having the relationship that you have? Oh my gosh, I think they are grateful for I it. I think so too. Really? I think yes. that, yeah. Because if we weren't doing projects, we would be roping them into like, let's repaint so our house. Much. Let's do this. Let's craft. It's these. an outlet. Yeah, we would be like crafting our Halloween costumes from like literal like do they ever? Do they ever be like, don't you guys have a project to go do? Just go do <laughs> I think that um, we have been so lucky to be um, the – the caretakers of our home when it comes to childcare, we are there for most of the days, most of the times so our husband can work their full-time schedules. And that has been a huge blessing. But when it is time for us to do a project or to go on a teaching conference on a cruise ship or to do those things, our husbands are like, your turn, you've earned it. 
And, you know, we also provide for our families doing these things. So I think that they cannot question what we're doing. And because we've met when we were all teenagers, I know this also is annoying because not everyone has this opportunity. I grew up a military brat, so I didn't have a best friend until I met L'Oreal because I moved so frequently. Um, but I, we feel really lucky that um, our husbands have known each other since they were like, what, 10? Yeah. And so like we feel very family focused, not only because we have kids and we we have to, but because like we grew up together. Mm -hmm. So our husbands and us are, we're close with each other's husbands. Our husbands are also close. We treat each other's kids like our own. Um, And so I think, like you said, it's really hard to have that work-life balance. But I do also think it's the part-time thing is major. Like I said, I was, I was literally ready to take a leave of absence because I was dealing with so much postpartum. But, um, I think our relationship is such a tool and our husbands recognize that. And I think hopefully, even if you're working full time, if you can find, like we said, team, team is everything working together, but relationships are so key for our students, but really also for teachers, mental health admin comes into play there. Like you are so beyond supportive of your teachers and that really reflects in clearly their morale and their efficacy. Um, and I think we, we are very aware of how our relationship is one of the biggest foundational pieces of us as teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our, our, we have a theme every year. Last year, our theme was relationships over everything. And I, I'm so glad you said that because unfortunately it doesn't feel like a, the district or many principals, sorry, principals, but it is my perspective. Relationships don't matter. You're just a number in a classroom. And I think that's sad. So I'm glad that you said that. What, um, what inspires you to? Oh, in life or just for a new project or just. So do you just, um, you know, do you just see something and then boom, an idea happens or, um, you know, do you dream of ideas and then you make them happen? How how does this process work? Yeah, we are big on bouncing ideas back and forth. Um, it can start with a t-shirt at Target where we're like, oh, that's cute. And then I'll send it to Stephanie and say, help me out with this. What do you think? And then she'll send it back to me. So we bounce everything back and forth. It can just be something that our kids are interested in um, that we're like, oh, did you see that they're now saying this quote or what's trending in media right now? And Anything really inspires us. We are girlies of love of color. So if there's a color palette that we see, we love looking at anthropology window displays. We have our places where we look for inspiration. Um, But it's like whatever we enjoy, I feel like, starts the inspiration. And then it's like a team effort to make something happen. And I think it comes back to that creative nature in us. Like we went to – what is that place you took me for my birthday? Oh, it was the Meow Wolf at Area 15. We go to places like any place and we're like, how did they make this? We'll be like, like, how did they do this? And like things like that where we're just trying to get on the inside and say like, how can we bring this to a classroom? How can we make it affordable? How can we digitize this so we can just email it to people? Like, I think we're just constantly trying to problem solve in that way. Like the creative piece of it of like, ooh, how can we replicate this and make it purposeful and make it standards based and do all this? Like we always make, like edge make it educational but like we just find we're fascinated by things all around us and hopefully we can we try the the purpose of the art room which I'm looking around now was to have kids come in here and be like ooh how did they make that i want to make something just as cool and i think that's how we walk through the world we're like ooh that is awesome See, how do we do that yes you're so much like me like whenever i go to a show downtown or i'm like oh uh so yeah. we were at um i think it might have been Katy Perry um, and, oh, yes. And, you know, I'm like, oh, we can do like big stuff in the main hallway. A giant then, toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like Luke Bryan has like all the lasers. And I'm like, oh, we're getting lasers for the main hallway. And then they do like poppers at the end. So we like put that into the dedication. And so like fun. there's so many good inspirational things around Vegas or just in the world. And you can just be like, oh, like we can do that. And I think you, you like, it's nice to know like someone who understands what I, what I feel like at sure. this moment. Yeah. Is there any, any specific people that inspire you? Anybody like anybody that's listening, like go check these people out. Oh, there's so many. We follow a lot of artists and a lot of art teachers that in our own, like she said, niche or lane, we're constantly looking for inspiration. Caitlin is her handle is art with Miss E. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, there's a girl that was on a show called Made It or Making It. Mm-hmm. Her name is Joe, and we watched her on TV, and then we got the chance to meet her. And so we collaborate often. Oh, they're not up right now. She creates some stuff for our art room. She sent us, and she's an incredible artist and, and mom, and so her na- her handle's Osojo. But honestly, I think um, we're just constantly inspired with the, by the people we work with, to mm-hmm. be honest. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So you uh, you obviously, I mean, you're you're humble. I'm guessing. Oh, did you just? So you have a major, major influence in education. How does that make you feel? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> does it feel? Do you feel pressure? Yeah. Do you feel, uh, you know, do you feel just grateful? Yeah. You know I mean, do you wake up in the morning and think, oh my gosh, we can't let our people down. We have to come up with something. Has it created more pressure being as Insta-famous as you are? I think for us, we live each day with a grateful heart. We wanted nothing more in this world to be moms and having beautiful children and a job that we can be there for them and a job that we enjoy. I don't think we put pressure on ourselves in a negative way. It has only been a positive experience for us. We feel like we are literally living in a dream, which is really hard right now because the morale in our district is not that feeling amongst teachers. So when people are like, how are you doing? And we want to just be like the best I've ever been in my entire yeah. life, literally living a dream. Right. You don't want to brag. You don't want to come off in a way where it's like, insensitive. Yeah. So it is hard to live in um, an environment where we just feel and we want to support our teachers. But amongst ourselves, we are constantly, we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're constantly giddy over the opportunity. I mean, if you were to ask me however many years ago when Stephanie was pushing me to do social media, I was like, this is so awkward. And we were literally getting on stories and talking to 10 people and half of them was like our mom. And I was like, this feels so weird. If you were to ask me if it would turn into anything like this, I would be like, no, I, we had zero hope that it was going to blow up like this. And we just feel very grateful. We live a very grateful life. Like she said, when people are like, well, how are you? I, I've like, I will not say anything else, but I say, I can't complain. <laughs> That's like where I just leave it because yeah. it seems like so neutral. I can't complain because yeah. I won't, I won't <laughs> complain. We leave, like L'Oreal said, each other audios. That's something else our followers know is that like we message each other, ver like believe each other voice memos all day long to fill each other in with our, our jobs. And then to just, because we work opposite schedules, obviously when she's at work, I'm at home and vice versa. We want to fill each other in on the personal stuff too, but we will just randomly be like, I was at the park. And my son did this amazing thing. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful I was here for it. Like, and we we really do like it's oh, it's so cringy to like express because like L'Oreal's L'Oreal said it might not be a shared experience, unfortunately. We wish it it was. Um, but we really do lead with gratitude. And I think it is hard at times, not that we don't feel a pressure from people. I think we put pressure on ourselves yeah. to want to try and make it fair and try and make it easier because teaching should be fun. And like truly, yes, we're passionate about all the creative pieces, but we're really, really constantly amazed at our kids and the things that they're able to do in this room, in the environment we've created. We're constantly blown away. We feel so lucky to be a part of their journey. And um, we wish that teachers could enjoy those pieces and not feel so weighed down and bogged down by, like you said, things that are unfortunately come from the district and just get pushed down on teachers instead of helping to lift them up in the ways that they need. Um, we are definitely in a very unique situation. Um, and awesome. we wish it was more ob obtainable. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So last last question. Then, well, actually, not two more questions. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourselves in five or five or ten years? I mean, in, in ten years, all of your kids will probably be close to middle school, mm -hmm. which oh. is a whole different world. Let me tell you. Um, I assume you know if you had to choose, you'd be doing the same thing, uh, half time at Ellis, doing what you do. Uh, what like. What do you think out there? What do you think? I mean, someday the honeymoon's going to, you know, I mean. That's tough because I always question, is this our peak? Like, was this our peak? Great is question. This high, is this the highlight of where we will be? Like having our own decor line, doing makeovers every summer, like presenting, like, is this where we're at? And then where does, where do we go from here? But we've been very lucky. The opportunity just finds us. We didn't seek any of these opportunities. So we always tell ourselves when we're stressed about what's next, or maybe we're having a lull in our engagement and we're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Just to continue just to be us and do what we're doing. And those opportunities will come. And if we can continue this and keep the financial aspect up for our families to continue to work part-time, I feel like in 10 years, we'll be doing this. Hopefully more opportunity finds us. We don't know what what is something, I think every goal we've set, we've hit. We used to look at presenters at conferences and be like, we want to do that. 
we've done it. You know, we looked at like decor lines that we were stapling up and we'd be like, isn't it, wouldn't it be cool if like we had around, we did that. So I don't think there's anything else that we're really, I think there's things we wonder about because I think we're capable, but like, I'm sure you're the same way. Do we add something else to yeah. our plate? I think something that we've talked about, like long-term goals, which maybe 10 years is the spot. We'd love to maybe get our hands on like, a, like or try our hands at writing a children's book. I, I don't know if, if you're aware, my son is on the autism spectrum. And so like, I think we've, we've really cherished like lots of literature with representation and we have the creative side of it. And I just think it would be such an amazing opportunity to get to put some more stuff out there that make kids feel seen and, and to learn about others, you know? And so I think that's something down the line that would be really fun to try, but other things too, I think, I don't know, like I, right now what's really um, popping off online is courses. And we're constantly trying to say like, well, it, are there things that you guys want to learn from us? And like, it's like just a question mark of like, do we try and make like a course? I don't know. But those are things like right now we're just not interested in looking into, but like we're also, we don't have our doors shut to anything. No. Cool. How do you, so last thing I want to make sure. So for the principals listening, oh gosh, what do you, what can you offer principals? Uh, like how would they get a hold of you? Not how they get a hold. I'm sure they could find you pretty easily, but give us, you know, Give us the info, like hypothetically, if I wanted you to come to Thompson and do a makeover on the playground or something, uh, I know you've done projects. Like what are some of the projects you do and what, uh, what might principals, you know, take from that? Or how can they, how can they utilize your talents for their school? All right. So um, I think one of the biggest things that principals that we have worked with have shared is that there is this lack in morale. And a lot of the schools we've worked in are older schools. So they didn't have the opportunity we had here at our current school of opening and getting to just pour ideas into it. There are new, there's definitely been new administration, new teachers. Like um, sometimes there's some OGs that have been there like all 35 years, but um, I think they're trying to look for ways to breathe new life into the school, not just for the children and to excite them, but to excite the teachers once again. And so I think um, something as simple as a mural or a lounge makeover, we've done lots of those, um, can really feel like a way to give back to everyone that goes into those spaces instead of maybe just looking for like, oh, you guys need differentiated readers. We'll make sure to get that for you. That's great. But sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, how can I make a large impact with my entire student body or my entire staff? And so these are the types of things that we can do to give back to a community and to a school. Um, and it's, it's usually a pretty pretty quick and simple project, um, but it makes a long, long-term um, impact. For sure. I agree with that. And I think you do a good job as an administrator taking care of your teachers and listening to what their needs are and making them feel heard. And if there are teachers at a school where they're like, I'm sick of looking at the same dated mural, it doesn't feel like home. I put all this time in my classroom and then I leave my four walls and I'm haunted by maybe some art that just doesn't inspire me anymore. Um, and if that's something that teachers are looking for, that's kind of what we've done in the past is just doing some updating at schools. Our schools have become very outdated and the artwork, um, you know, served a beautiful time and just needs more color. And that's kind of what we've been spending a lot of summers doing is painting murals and um, creating a space that teachers are excited to show up and come to work in. Yeah, when you're proud, you work hard for that space, you know? You do, you do. I Having opened a new school, I understand. Uh, and having been at older schools, I understand. I think uh, principals are listening. Uh, there is so much return on your investment of time by putting effort into the environment. You know, fresh coat of paint will change morale a little bit. So definitely reach out. Ladies, I know as someone who tries to change the future for education and tries to, you know, um, agitate the status quo a little bit, um, I know you've done the same. I greatly appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all the things you've done for kids and for moving the profession forward. And uh, no matter what your haters say, just remember in the end, it's all about perspective. Perspective, that's right. Thank you for your time and I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. We love talking to you.